Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. We all come to this parenting journey with the expectations of our children as well as who we should be as parents. We all have been raised by our own parents or guardians and have seen parenting from that avenue. We have seen the parents that raised us and how they looked at the world of parenting. So from a child's point of view, that's what we know. We think of that as the way parents behave. No one has ever taught us or shown us differently. So these expectations come with us before we have our children and then into those years where we are trying to raise them. And I believe that parenting is one of the toughest jobs we will ever encounter. I know before I had kids, I would remember thinking about what my family would look like and how my children would behave, the perfection of it all. Of course, as soon as I gave birth, this unrealistic storybook fantasy was completely out the window. The dream we all have about our future children, their successes, their perfect behavior, is just that, a dream. It's not reality. In my dream, my children would go into a restaurant, sit down at the table, and eat like these perfect human beings. They wouldn't throw their food. They wouldn't scream. They wouldn't run around the table. They would sit and eat, just like a grown-up, basically, fully in control. The second thing I remember was how my children were going to behave on an airplane. Again, these are dreams before I even gave birth to my children. The airplane story or storybook was that my children would fly with me on an airplane wherever we went, perfectly quiet, playing, coloring, content, perhaps sleeping, because many times I've been on airplanes where children are screaming. And as a, an adult with no children, I can remember thinking, oh, my kids would never do that. I had no idea what I was talking about because, of course, I did not have children. I lived in the storybook world of what I thought this was going to look like. And the most detrimental thing about this storybook fantasy is that I was trying to parent the children in a way that was consistent with the fantasy when I actually did finally have children. And I was doing this instead of actually seeing the children that were in front of me. This fantasy, this storybook that I had created in my mind about my perfect children and their perfect behavior was not reality and not a great place to begin my parenting journey. These unrealistic visions of what we think our children could be like cloud our judgment when parenting the children that we do have are in front of us. These idealized thoughts and feelings, they don't allow us to fully live in the present moment and to see and appreciate 
our children for who they truly are, not who we want them to be. Relating back again to that storybook fantasy. One of the many things that I help parents tap into in my line of work as a parent coach is realizing who the child is in front of them. In my own experiences, life became somewhat easier when I was able to let go of this fantasy land and tap into reality, the real world. This does not happen overnight. This truly is a process of awakening. And it is not only awakening to who our children are, it's awakening to our own parenting journey and what we want that to look like, creating the values for our family that aren't coming from some storybook or unrealistic expectation that we've conjured up in our minds. So during this wake-up call, we can call it, we're able to actually look at our children and try to understand their sensitivities, their needs, their personality, the things they enjoy, the things they don't enjoy, what makes them tick, and so on and so forth. I was able to work on my own parenting and try to do a better job of meeting their needs because I was actually looking at what their needs truly were, not my own needs. And when we do this, we're really able to focus on the children in front of us, meeting the needs of those children, understanding those children, and creating conditions for those children to thrive, not creating unrealistic expectations from the storybook fantasy. I'll give you a few examples for, from my own children. One of my girls needed the space to run around and let her energy out of her body when she was five, six, seven, eight. As soon as she started school, I would notice a real difference when she didn't have this opportunity. And she would come home from a half a day or a full day of school, and her body would need to burn this energy off. And before I realized that she had this need, the energy would burn off in ways that really were uncomfortable for both her and the rest of the family. She became annoyed easily, very touchy and sensitive, and intolerant. Through no fault of her own, her needs were not being met, and they were not being realized. We did not see them. Once I was able to see that this particular child needed to get this energy out in order to make a pleasant place for her to thrive, and gave her the space, things were totally different. She would run around, play, and really decompress. And then she was able to relax and accept whatever it is that was going on next, was tolerant of scheduling, able to do her homework, sitting for dinner, and much more easily able to go to bed. But seeing this need took me a lot of time to not only acknowledge, but to actually notice My other daughter did not have these same needs. Of course, every child is unique and different, and we have to recognize their their individual needs because they each have them. She had a need when she came home from school for a quiet snack, time alone, quiet space, hugs, and lots of love. Every child is so different, and when we can see their needs more clearly by observing their behaviors and attitudes, 
we can truly do a better job of meeting those needs and creating more peace and harmony in our own homes, for our children, and for ourselves. We all wish to have our needs met to some degree, right? As I shifted my focus over time, I do remember a grieving process, a process of letting go of what I thought this was going to be like. Again, the storybook fantasy that I created in my mind. We need to acknowledge the dream and how it truly does not support reality. And for me, as I let go, the expectations were different. They felt lighter. I was more focused on the moment the signs and signals of what my child or children needed and my own parenting skills and how they needed to grow and thrive. I wasn't so focused on what I expected the next moment to look like or the moment after that or the next day or three days down the road. I was focused on this moment, the only moment I actually had and how I could come to that moment, support my children, help my children and see things with clarity understanding, and compassion. Does this sound familiar in any way? Is this something that you are experiencing now? Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast today. Remember, every moment is a new moment for Conscious Connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, Please subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in. And be sure to visit DeCaroParentCoaching.com for a free download of 10 ways to connect with your child.